Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, it's Dad's Got This. Craig meeting father and son track coaches whose family business is speed. How they're teaming up to help the next generation of young athletes. Then in Motivational Monday, I'm going to pull up a chair next to the advice guy to find out why he spends his days dishing out wisdom to strangers. Plus, in Try This Today, we're unleashing a new kind of workout. See what happens when yoga literally goes to the downward dogs. And in today's food, fire up the grill for a Labor Day feast. Chef Jet Tila sharing his secret to a perfect steak. Today, Monday, September 4th, 2023. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today for a Labor Day. Yeah, September. My goodness. I know. Where did that go? I have no idea. Crazy. I'm Al, along with Chanel, Craig, Dylan. We want to thank you for joining us on this Labor Day Monday morning. Yes. What do you want to talk about? Well, since it's Labor Day, a lot of folks are going to be probably doing some outdoor cooking lately. Yes. Unofficial end of summer kind of thing. Uh, So here's the deal. 2020 Bank of America survey found nearly half Americans are going to be planning to host or a attend a uh, Labor Day weekend barbecue. That's true. What about you guys? Yeah. We have friends coming into town. Mm -hmm. Friends we haven't seen in a long time. So You cook it? Yeah, of course. Well, here's this is just in time for you. There's this article uh, from uh, uh, the HuffPost. They shared advice from caterers on throwing the perfect oh, event. Be oh, that's yeah. good. Because so, it can be stressful if people yeah. are coming over. So they say make a list for every aspect of the party. So that like, would be stressful. I love a good list. Well, I know, but maybe saves you some angst on, on the, the other side. Yeah. Uh, cook recipes you know or and yeah, love. Yeah, try something. Right. Hey, you know what? I'm going to try yeah. this fantastic mm-hmm. twelve. I am actually recipe. going to try that seafood boil we had on the show like, <laughs> several weeks ago. that's fairly simple. Practice it first. Well, but I've written a, a thousand lists. Oh. Like, here's this part of the recipe. But here's you, you're a big list writer. I'm a huge list you writer. You like the list. It, it's the only... Oh, there's, there's a list right there. Hey, tell me this. Do you not... That was Thanksgiving. The note section of your phone anymore? You like I to write it I can't look at it on my phone. Like, I literally need to what write everything down. List? Which one that's is that? A, that's a list that's, that's well after, used. That's yes. an after Thanksgiving oh, list. Once wow. I use it all. You don't want and that I never reuse a list. I always have to start a new list. So you don't archive your list? I, I should. That probably would save me a lot of time, but I need to start from scratch. It's like a new, fresh notebook. But you know what? Probably you you remember it more when you write it out again. I do. Exactly. Yeah. You also get that sense of satisfaction when you can strike Cross through. Cross it out. Yes. Cross it off. And, and then it also takes it off my brain. Like, for example, like, Thanksgiving. They're the things I have to cook on Thursday, right. like the day of Thanksgiving. I don't even have to think about it on Wednesday because that's Thursday's thing. Which is so smart. it compartmentalizes my oh, brain. Mine should come over to my world. Everybody bring something. Oh, yeah, your world. 
<laughs> Your world, you don't go into but it. But it all works out bed. just fine. Because you, you know don't what I, cook anything. You know what I like when people come over there like, do you mind if I come into your kitchen? <laughs> you're like, please. 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 So somebody I hear a lot of like, well, you know, we have well a lot of couples it. that come over. And sometimes you're like, wives, you found the kitchen? And the wives are like, do you? <laughs> we have a kitchen? Some women don't like, you know, other women in their kitchen. I'm like, oh. Not this woman. All right, what's the next Okay, so everybody likes getting into Now we're going to get ready to get into that post-Labor Day routine. Kids are back into school, everything like that. We should be getting our homes in order. Mm-hmm. So the writer for Southern Living Magazine compiled a list of bad housekeeping habits Ooh. that were passed down from our, our parents. Oh. For example, okay. using the same kitchen sponge to do yeah. your dishes and yeah. your countertops. Why would we, Wait, used to, my, we did that all the time. Yeah, I would just that. rinse it out and then... Well, I guess the bacteria, one. you're cross-contaminated. That's disgusting. From what? The sink? From well, the, yeah. the germs that get in the sponge, they never get actually... You know, like, like like you're wiping Whoops. meat juice off the off the counter well, and then I mean, you go to I always do that separately. Like if it's something, you know, you use like some Lysol or some chloride, you know. And a but paper then, towel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. How All do you right. overload the dishwasher? Yes. I do. No, because I run out of too many. Like now that I've got so many people in the house, yeah. you're constantly kids, running. Like there's, I'm always out of spoons and forks. So I like. I now are you a rinser before you put it in, or no, you put it I in? Stop I, get that. The, I get the chunks of. Yeah, food. yeah. You I just put chunks. it in. Uh, I like put rice. It right in. Yeah, I don't like to put mashed potatoes. There've been a number of stories that yes, we've done we've on done the show. This. What? That's a, it's a big waste of it's water. A waste. What to not to, to pre-rinse? Well, I yeah, use my paper aren't... napkin and just wipe, yeah, it. wipe it off. Yes. Yes. Right. Don't you have the yeah. chunky stuff all up in the no, dishwasher? No, I do not. Where does, does it go? Not, you don't where, have that chunky stuff. Where, <laughs> no chunky stuff. No but where does the chunky <laughs> stuff go? Now here's. Well, I don't, well, how do it know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where do it go. Here's one I was guilty of. You only have to do it once yeah. to learn too much laundry detergent. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and you, there was one time. Back when I was in high school, I guess I used too much laundry detergent and we went to a water park and I put my shorts on, you know, and I'm walking around and there's soap dripping down the back of my legs. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess the shorts got wet. And Dang. Still soap That's pretty the <laughs> Do you remember the YM magazine? Wait, how old were you? It's like in Too high old. school. To be having. Seth's running down your yeah. butt. D- Dylan's <laughs> butt's foaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got lots you of looks that day. Yeah, I did. Wow, they still speak of that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of habits, I think we're all guilty of this, uh, complaining. Yeah. Uh, but according to an article in Reader's Digest, there are two types of complaining, okay. two main okay. expressive okay. complaining, which is called venting or kvetching. You know, you just want to get something off mm-hmm. your chest. Yeah. And then there's instrumental complaining, mm-hmm. where, where which is designed to accomplish a specific uh, outcome. I don't know. Which mm-hmm. one are you? I, when I complain, I'm just generally complaining about yeah, I don't nonsense. Like you don't care who listens. Yeah. Right. I, just, yeah. I, I guess I'm more of a venter. Yeah, you're a venter. I vent a lot. I'm not you? trying to accomplish a goal. Because you're methodical, but you also... Well, I mean, when I complain about my missing luggage. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. To, I, I saw, it's to a point. I saw that train coming from three hopefully miles. Hopefully someone better hear it and help me. This is going to... <laughs> I, I, I firmly believe this, and I've said this to you. Okay, say it. This is going to be the month... <laughs> In which your luggage is going to be found. Right. There is a, there. Remember when we had, um, oh, what's her name? She's the, she reads the stars for us. Uh, oh, um, um, uh, that person. He, yes. Yes. Well, she told me something's happening on like September. The day you wrote fit. down like a year I wrote, ago. I wrote it down like a year ago. So she I'm did. going to have a, an announcement as per the astrology segment. On what day? On September 4th. Oh, so that's today. It could happen Maybe. today. It could happen today. Tell you, if it happens today, I'm running from her every time I see her. <laughs> we're going to you know, we're gonna have to burn her at the stake. Yeah. Oh. 
I'm joking. I'm joking. She's not a witch. This is making me feel like I need to take a nap. Uh, Okay, next topic. According to a Pew Research Center (laughs) study, a third of adults manage to squeeze a nap into their day. They don't have kids. Napper? Are you a napper? I wish. I used to be. How? When do you nap? Absolutely. How do you nap? I just need like 23 minutes. But where do you get it? How? Where? Yeah. It can be under a table, in a corner, wherever it needs to be. Chanel is, you know, the, actually, you are absolutely correct. Uh, in that experts, uh, Yahoo Napper, uh, experts say, Yahoo if you, Yahoo, the Yahoo Napper, the Yahoo Napster, remember Napster? Uh, if you take an, a nap of an hour or more, it actually makes you it makes feel it worse. worse. I could see that. The ideal time is about 20 to 30 minutes. You don't nap, do you? I don't. Yeah. Because well, I, I, it takes me like 20 minutes to fall asleep, and yeah. then, then and I to, take that hour, and I feel, I feel worse. I just feel like then you have to push through tired. And I don't. Yeah. I, I did a decade of waking up at 3 a.m. in Philly. Loved it. There are there is that tired at all like the time. 6:30 when you just put Bluey on and the kids are watching and you're like I'm just gonna close just my not eyes off for a couple seconds. But if you if I take a nap that late in the evening, oh, it screws really? up. Really, I can never, I can never oh, go to that's sleep. That's just that like night. my appetizer before I really get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> a nappetizer. An appetizer. An appetizer. Boom. Oh, we're sharing the same brain too long. Okay, so here's a question. Would this you? Is let, a, this is a random question. It is. Would you let a dog? <laughs> Lick your face. Oh, this is a good one. Whose dog? Any, any dog. dog. But maybe you're... You know, the dog comes up and they're like, oh, come here, come here. I'm fine with it. Okay, so uh, a reader wrote to, How about you, Craig? No, man. That's not happening. <laughs> what about you? I, I've let Pepper lick yeah, my face. Yeah, I'm fine like, with uh, Y'all a, a need reader, to ask me. A reader wrote to the Washington Post <laughs> asking if she'd allow her dog to lick her face Aww. and if there are any health risks. Experts say the odds of getting sick are very low, but if you do, it'll be rough. (laughs) In rare cases, a dog lick can lead to bacterial infections and flu-like symptoms. Oh, that's a good point. Like during Who's a good dog? Did you let Pepper lick you during COVID? Or like Bosco? Bosco I didn't think about it. I feel like we had bigger issues. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I like snooze my face right up in the I would keep my mouth closed. You know, I mean, more like that. But anyway. Every time we do one of these segments, I learn that my colleagues are a little nasty. All right. Time to go. (laughs) Just a little nasty. Here we go. Up next, Dad's got this father and son just accomplished something pretty amazing. And they're not even close to reaching their finish line just yet. And then later in Generation Next, how a producer who's worked with some of music's biggest stars is trying to bring other women into the studio. The third hour of today, right back after a quick break. You guys sleep? When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
This morning in our series, Dad's Got This, we're heading back to school, to the University of Pittsburgh campus, because that's where Alonzo Webb Jr. and Alonzo Webb III are both track coaches. And I recently had the chance to catch up with them and found out the name isn't the only bond they share. There we go. Stay in it. Push. Come on, get in there. Get there. Father-son coaching duo that are both named Alonzo Webb. What do I call you? Coach Zoe. Yeah. Uh, Coach Webb. All the way, DJ. There you go. Stay there. Coach Alonzo Webb started coaching track at the age of 17 and is now finishing up his 51st season. For the last 21 years, he's been the head track and field coach at the University of Pittsburgh. Coach Webb was one of nine children raised by a single mom in Pittsburgh, an experience that later inspired him to take on a fatherly role for his athletes. You know, especially when I was coaching age group track from eight years old through 18, and a lot of them didn't have fathers, you know, in the house. And so I became a father figure to them. When he became a father himself, Coach Webb didn't want to pressure his son Zoe into running. And so I told him I wanted to run. And he sat me down and he said, son, you don't, you don't have to. You can pick whatever sport you want. I was shocked at, as a, at five and a half even, like, ah, this is what we do. Zoe picked track and he stuck with it, rising to become a collegiate long and high jumper for his dad's team at Pitt. In the back of your, of your mind, did you think, you know what, I could see myself becoming my father one day. We spent a lot of time around each other, you know, my entire life in the sport. Um, and I, I wanted my own identity. I wanted my own thing. But at some point in my senior year, uh, I started helping my teammates out a lot. I thought, I might be able to coach. I might like this thing. After graduation, Zoe quickly volunteered to coach with his dad and was promoted to full-time assistant coach the following season. How'd that feel? The family atmosphere on the team draws talent from around the world. Junior long jumper Ilsa Stegana came from the Netherlands to compete for Pitt. I definitely looked for like a new second family. Coming here to the team, you really feel like you are within a family because like the coaches are related. Um, you feel more connected all together. Coach Zoe added to that family when he became a dad to daughter Zara five years ago. Did you find that coaching helps you as a dad as well? Being a coach sometimes, I think you you see a lot of different types of personalities. Um, you start to learn how other people were, were raised, the, the struggles that they may have, the, the places they couldn't communicate with their parents, and give my child the grace of, she, she might feel this way one day, you know, and, and it really does help me. Don't chop, don't chop. While this father and son duo may have a lot in common, their dress code stands in stark contrast. Coach Webb favoring a suit and tie at every track meet, and his son in more typical athletic gear. What's the backstory? In the summers, you know, when I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old, I would always go to the library, and I would just sit there and read for hours books about the Olympic Games and thought back to all those books that I looked at, and I noticed that one thing was glaring. The coach would always be at the finish line with a stopwatch and they would have uh, a, a suit jacket on or a, uh, a shirt and tie. And I started thinking, you know what? I want to bring that back. And you don't wear a suit. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not as cool as him, yeah. and he doesn't pay me enough. <laughs> In 2021, the pair hit a career high point when they were both 
awarded Coach of the Year distinction by the Mid-Atlantic region. I was the head coach of the year. He was the assistant coach. That was it for me. I mean, that was, that was the pinnacle. You know, I said, if I didn't coach another day, I'm happy, you know. What's your favorite part about coaching with Dad? He's always been a support for me. Uh, but as associate head coach, like that's my job is to be there for him now, to have his back. It's rewarding. The Pitt track and field team back at it. They're busy getting ready for cross-country season this fall. Can I you imagine? That That's amazing. Yeah, Working that's awesome. with you every day. That's pretty cool. That's like a dream, cool. I gotta yeah. tell you. Well, just ahead, Chanel's gonna meet up with a music trailblazer who's worked with everybody from BTS to Drake to JLo, and she's on a mission to bring other women along for the ride. Then later in Motivational Monday, what inspired one guy to spend his days sharing words of wisdom? And I tried my hand at dishing out some free advice as well. Don't know that it went so well. Third hour of today, I'll be right back. Now with our series Generation Next, a few months ago, I had the chance to meet a woman who is a force in the music business. You may not recognize the name, Jenna Andrews, but you definitely know her work. She is the producer and songwriter behind some huge hits, and she's paving the way for other women to follow in her footsteps. People always tell me that I wear so many hats, and for a long time, I felt like they almost made fun of me. Like, if you wear it with confidence... I believe you'll succeed. Jenna Andrews is striking a chord in the music industry. One more time. The Grammy-nominated producer and songwriter is behind some of music's biggest hits. But Jenna's path to success was not easy. I dealt with a lot of, a lot of bullying growing up and like eating disorder. It's so hard. So for me, I think that, that it gives you a fire. So how did you get here? I was really broke and I never wanted to tell my parents that, but I basically would just sleep in my car some nights. I had my guitar, wrote a song for them for Christmas, being like, I have nothing else that I can buy them. Put it on MySpace and that's how I first got discovered. At 19, Jenna signed a record deal as a solo artist and a few years later harnessed her talent as a songwriter, eventually collaborating with artists like Drake and Jennifer Lopez. What is it about songwriting that now you you love? Songwriting serves me in such a therapeutic way. Somebody who struggled so much with self-doubt, anxiety, things like that. Music's grounded me in truly as much as it can sound cliche. I really do believe it saved my life. Over the years, Jenna continued to climb her way to the top of the music business. Results from a recent study analyzing last year's Billboard Hot 100 year-end chart revealed that women made up 14% of songwriters and 3.4% were producers. How do you break down these barriers in the music industry? I mean, did you have someone like you to help? No, it really came from being pushed down so many times, and I think it makes you just want to break that wall yourself. What is it like behind the scenes when it comes to women in production? Is it getting better? It's getting better, but in that world, it's it's tough. I think for a woman, especially when you're working with other females, there's a relatability that, that I think is really special between two women. You found sisterhood. I found sisterhood. There are definitely, you know, larger hills to climb, but it makes us stronger when we get to the top. It's why Jenna is devoted to mentoring the next generation of aspiring female artists like Noah Cyrus and Dixie D'Amelio. For me, the best music that I've made with artists is when you spend real time with someone, you develop a relationship beyond just in the studio. Those connections are what led Jenna to create The Green Room Talks, a podcast bringing musicians and licensed health professionals together to talk about mental health issues. 
you can have a baby and do any career. And now she's teaming up with Mickey Guyton and Nashville band Sunset West on a new song. You know what's fun? Is watching you enjoy the music. It's from deep down somewhere. It has to be. It has to be. And no surprise, Jenna has stayed busy since we talked. She co-wrote a song with Rita Ora. That's going to be on Rita's new album, which is big. And she also has another song coming out later this year with Nelly Furtado. So stay tuned because her star is only getting brighter. All right, coming up next, our series I Heart Mom, a mother-daughter duo who is teaming up to take a bite out of the snack business. Then later, they aren't your average gym buddies. The adorable workout class where yogis meet doggies. We'll be right back. Welcome back on this Labor Day, and we want to throw it back to our series, I Heart Mom. I recently had the chance to meet a mother-daughter duo who make a stellar team, and I found out how they are shaking up the snack business together. We know life is challenging, but we want to see that, you know, life is about a twist and it has to be a positive thing. Elizabeth Galvin says every bite of food should bring joy, even the snacks. Pretzel has been one of my favorite snacks since I grew up in South of France. She came to the U.S. at age 26 and created Delice in 1992, a company that manufactures and sells several snack brands, many to the airline industry. But something was always missing. Elizabeth wanted to create something, well, stellar. So was it the the texture of the pretzel or the flavor that you thought really needed to be upgraded? I think it was all of it. I think that uh, for me, food is about, you know, the taste, the texture, the color. Elizabeth says she fondly remembers helping her parents with their bakery in France. So in creating the company, she turned to her daughter, Gina. Gina, did you know you always wanted to work with your mom or vice versa? My mom and I have always been extremely close and almost to the point of like, we feel like just like a magical connection. For me, Gina is a spiritual child and she had bring so much intensity in the way we do business. She questioned everything and that has been wonderful because we try always to offer a better product. Gina said her mom's persistence and passion for her work have always been an inspiration. I remember our first time seeing the pretzels on shelf. It was tears in our eyes. It was such a culmination of a lot of hard work. And a key ingredient, pretzels with a purpose. So they collaborate with emerging artists to bring their little pretzel packages to life. And Gina, are you responsible for the artwork and the idea to put artists on the packaging? Can you tell me about that? The concept did come from the years when I was making art with friends and we were asking ourselves, gosh, how do we get out there in such a saturated market. And we were thinking maybe this bag can have a greater purpose while it's here. We tested it with just a piece of my art that I did with a friend. Oh, wow. Is that it? I love it. Mom, that's plenty. (laughs) (laughs) The designs took off with many of those bags landing in airline snack baskets. We've gotten more distribution and we're now in over 3,000 stores nationwide. What goes into the packages is equally important, Elizabeth says, as the Carson City, Nevada bakery runs seven days a week, 24 hours a day, to produce the four pretzel flavors. 
So how many pounds of pretzels have you guys created? I'm sure you keep track, right? We do around um, 15 million pounds. We get every day, um, every eight hour, a truckload of flour. Also, we put our little secret ingredient, which is love in everything that we do. And we hope people taste them or at least feel it when they are eating our pretzel. The duo divide and conquer the enormous workload. Elizabeth is CEO and Gina tackles marketing. Daughters and moms can sometimes butt heads. How, how do you guys work around that? We never experience any issue. Gina and I have a, a super deep respect for each other, but also we have a lot of respect for our space. I think what I have an appreciation for is that moms are superheroes. And I think that if I didn't work for my mom or if I wasn't related to her, she would still be my idol. Mm, They're so delicious. And Stellar Snacks just announced that they are launching a smaller snack pack that's perfect for those back-to-school lunchboxes or for grown-ups, too, just to Mm. have that little snack. Just in time for back-to-school. Yeah, ever since you had them that one day, I've been snacking on them. You noticed that, right? They're (laughs) so good. good. All right, well, now on to Motivational Monday. Recently, I got to meet a retiree who spends his days in a beach chair. But he's not just digging his toes into the sand. He's dishing out wisdom. I recently pulled up a chair next to the free advice guy to find out why and how he does it. A lifeologist? Yeah. Did you make that up or is that actually a real type of scientist? That's a great question. In the center of Harvard Square, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, you'll find George Vail. Hi, come on over. Kind of hard to miss. Red lawn chair, cartoony glasses, colorful propeller hat, and yellow shoes. I love the outfit. How did you come up with this? I was looking for something silly that would attract attention. See you later. This 76-year-old has a simple goal, sharing some sage wisdom free of charge. I've just lived some life enough that I think that qualifies me to give some qualified advice. How are you today? And folks, stop by his rig. Anything is on the table, except politics or religion. I'm single. I'm not really, like, looking, but, like, should I, George? A few are more philosophical. How do you get over the fear of dying? Others give George some advice. Always live for the day and appreciate what you have. That's wonderful. What I found interesting in the short time I spent with you on the square, it starts off almost humorously, but underneath it, there's a seriousness about what they're asking. Yeah, and I think the anonymity, and I'm unbiased, and I try and lure them with questions to try and get them to open up, and they commonly do. This all started four years ago, when George was looking for something to do in retirement after running a real estate business for 47 years. I had seen a story of these five old guys in Park City, Utah. They took a booth at a farmer's market and put up a sign saying, old coots giving advice. And I said, you know what, I can do that. And have a lot of fun with people doing that. He started at farmer's markets in Florida. Later, moving north, bringing his rig to Harvard Square. We all think somebody's better than we are. We should never think that way. We are who we are, and we're really proud of that. Do you get as much out of giving advice to folks as they get getting the advice? Absolutely, and it's giving. And because of the feedback I get, it's just enormous. I like to think that even if somebody across the way sees my rig and they smile, I see them smirk or whatever, I've changed their day this much for that long. Hey, want to get some advice? I pulled up a chair to watch George. George dole out some advice and give a bit of my own. Lifeologists and the meteorologists. There you go. A lot of ologists. A lot of ologists. Two ologists, no waiting. 
Do I go into work right now or do I enjoy the beautiful day? If you can afford to take the day off and you're not going to inconvenience someone else, <coughs> take the day off. I mean, it's about as good as it gets. Probably helps the world if we take a couple of lawyers take a day off here and there, right? So, um, okay. so are they all that easy, George? No. No. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. And we, we need a middle name. <laughs> you need a middle name. <laughs> All of our family names are ugly. <laughs> Think of something imaginative that you will someday admire in your child. Okay. Envision your child 25 years from now. Perfect. Like my daughters, we're about to have our first grandchild. Congratulations. Thank you. And. And I told them I don't really want to know the baby's name, but they told me the middle name, and it's it's somebody that was very important to my daughter growing up. Wow. Uh, so that might be also. That's a much better answer than mine. Yeah, that was a great answer. You should be giving free advice. <laughs> Just goes to show how impactful a connection can be, even a fleeting one. Did you ever imagine that you would be doing something like this? Never occurred to me. This is just to find something to do in my retirement. I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. And George is keeping busy. He's working on a book and a play, and he's getting ready for a big move, leaving Harvard Square for Florida, where he still plans on giving out advice even there. What a concept. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to keep giving out advice? No, no. It, doesn't, it never seems to work out well. <laughs> Facts. Uh, just ahead of here on Labor Day, a doggone good combination. Puppies and Pilates. See how well they go together in our, our series, Try This Today. And then a little bit later, we are going to take care of dinner when Jet Taylor shows us a super simple and a super delicious steak recipe that you could make tonight. Third hour of today, right back after this. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. back with an absolutely adorable edition of our series, Try This Today. NBC Savannah Sellers recently told us about a, a yoga class that is taking downward dog to a whole new level. It doesn't get much better than a beautiful day in New York City with puppies and yoga. Puppy yoga classes can be seen all over social media, popping up in cities across the world. For Sophie Hessler, a 24-year-old graphic designer in New York City, the idea seemed fetching. I have seen puppy yoga in places like London. I did not see anything in New York. I was looking for it everywhere and I just could not find it. What is it about yoga and Pilates in general that it does for your life? I think it's super important to just ground yourself and take care of your body, especially in a place that's so busy and hectic. 
and combining it with dogs that are good for the soul, it's an instant serotonin boost. In her spare time, Sophie also fostered local rescue pups that were waiting to be adopted. It's loving, you get to spend time with the dog, train it, take care of it, and really give it a wonderful home. You also save two lives because you're taking care of one and then the rescue is able to pick up another one. Oh, absolutely. I fostered a dog that looks quite a bit like this one in my lap and now I more than foster her. She lives <laughs> with me <laughs> forever. Shelters throughout the country are in a crisis since the pandemic. In 2022, 4% more animals entered shelters than left them, the majority of intakes being dogs. So Sophie decided to organize puppy yoga and Pilates classes full of adoptable rescues, calling it Woof Wellness NYC. How often do people foster or even adopt after these classes? Very often. At the end of a lot of classes, we have people putting in applications for the puppies. And if they're not putting in applications, they're usually talking to the rescue about how to foster and get more involved. Sophie has sold out every class, even going viral on TikTok after people online caught a glimpse of the puppy party. You think about how good you feel after something like a Pilates class, and then you think about how good you feel spending time with a puppy. How great is it to merge those two things? It's amazing. It really is just nonstop smiles. I think my <laughs> mouth hurts after every class from smiling so hard, and the puppies enjoy it. All right. Are we ready to hit the mat? Yeah, let's go. Our instructor, Nina, started us off with a little inspiration. Don't think of this as a workout. Think of this as like a treat and a reward and a celebration of movement. Hi, baby. Good girl. Then our furry friends joined in and we got moving. Just allow yourself to feel good. So similar to how the puppies are when they wake up in the morning, they don't think about what they're supposed to do. They just move. Take your gaze to follow the fingertips. And now as you exhale, your right arm threads under your left. Go ahead and drop your right ear and shoulder down to the ground, giving yourself a nice twist. Ooh, maybe you get a lick on the ear from a puppy. With every downward dog, I found myself falling more in puppy love with the class and with little Dina. Namaste. As puppy Pilates came to an end, it felt nice to take a pause and relax with our canine companions. I want you to really be present and tune in to all the good energy that's in the room, all of the puppy energy, the people, and just take a moment and let it soak in. All in all, not a rough day at the office. So much fun. I feel fantastic. What you said about we're in New York with puppies, it's a beautiful day. What could be better? Thank you for coming. Thank you. I might be taking a dog home as well. <laughs> so since our story aired, Wolf Wellness says that tons of dogs have been adopted. And coming up this fall, they're going to be hosting Puppies and pumpkin spice lattes classes. Uh, and our producer, Phoebe's sister, Gracie, is now a wolf wellness Pilates instructor. Wait, that, what? That's the story that just kept giving. <laughs> okay. I just kept, that's, I love that it's for adoption. Yeah, like yeah, you can bond over a dog when you're like on the floor. Yeah, I like yes. that. Maybe uh, we'll do a buddy out. And way to go, Gracie. Yeah. Good, good job. <laughs> All right, up next, our pal, Chef Jet Tila, is bringing us into his kitchen to show us how to make the perfect steak and his homemade chimichurri. You won't believe how easy it is. We'll be right back. Labor Day may be the unofficial end of summer, but it is still grilling season. So this yes. morning, chef and restaurateur Jet Tila is showing us how to cook the perfect steak. 
It's a recipe right out of his cookbook, 101 Epic Dishes, recipes that teach you how to make the classics even more delicious. Jet, take it away. Hey there, Today Show family. I got to tell you, chimichurri and flank steak is excellent for many reasons. I'm teaching you two recipes, truly. A chimichurri sauce, which is Argentina's all-purpose sauce. They put it on fish, vegetables, meat, um, so that's one. And then I'm gonna show you how to grill a perfectly seasoned flank steak. I take a food processor, and I'm gonna start with my garlic in there, and I've got olive oil. And then let's start marrying it with all of our herbs. So I've got cilantro, parsley, dried oregano, and of course that garlic, red wine vinegar for acidity here, a little bit of red pepper flake, you can omit this if you've got little kids at home, and you can't have deliciousness without salt. And I'm gonna just blitz this together uh, until it's pourable. And that's it, I've just made chimichurri. I know, so difficult. It's time to marinate our flank steak. So I'm using a glass baking dish, thick sliced onions. So I'm just gonna marinate this with salt. I'm gonna add some cracked pepper. And then lastly, my secret ingredient uh, is soy sauce. Let's set up the grill and get this grilling. Have it on high max sear, maximum sear. This does not have to be beef. This could be chicken, this could be pork, this could be tofu, this could be just straight vegetables, same recipe. I don't want an excess amount of marinade because it causes flare ups here, and I'm gonna lay it right down. And I just start grilling my onions as well. Don't rush this process. This is the cheapest grill weight one has, and I'll throw that right on there. After a few minutes, it's time to check our grill marks. I'm shaking the piece of meat, and it's releasing on its own, which means it's ready. And now that the onions are starting to soften, I'm adding a few more in there to keep that cooking process, and that's gonna be ready to turn in another uh, two to three minutes. So I've got a really beautiful crosshatch here. My onions are starting to cook down beautifully. I'm gonna do my last quarter turn to get that perfect crosshatch mark. Look at that, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I've hit my target temp. I've taken off my weight. This is so important. Steaks must rest to be juicy and delicious. So what I like to do is I'm gonna take the steak and I'm going to move it onto a separate cutting board. So what I can do to, is to get a piece first with the grain, cut that with the grain, and look at, and just look, oh man, come on. Come on, look at that, I've done this. Now, I'm gonna take my knife, cut perpendicular, one more level, let's angle that knife a little bit, and now I'm gonna take all of these onions that we had, I'm gonna smother it, kind of to one area here, because not everyone loves them. Look at that liquid gold that comes right off of the steak. And then finally, I'm gonna take the chimichurri. I like to kind of put a little bit all over, and then we'll serve it on the side. So there you have it, grilled marinated flank steak, an amazing chimichurri, grilled onions. We'll see you later, thanks for cooking with me. Yum. Steak, anyone? Yes. All right, Jed, as Absolutely. always, thank you. And to see that recipe again, head to today.com slash food. We'll be right back. 
And that's our show for this morning. Tomorrow, Kevin Bacon's going to be here. Nice. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, the stars of Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, and Brendan Hunt. Enjoy your Labor Day. We will see you right back here tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.